0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Tubby Talk. As always, I am Terry from Terry Leahy Films. I'm Chris McGuire from Tubby Robot. I'm Stephen Wright from Tubby Robot as well. And this is Tubby Talk, the show where we talk about all sorts of classic games and talk to you. And sometimes I have a beard and sometimes I don't. But that's just depending on how I edit these things. <laughs> so we always come up with a different topic uh, each week. This week, we are talking about advertisements that we remember. I'm a marketing guy, so I remember a lot of marketing things that... Uh, came into my life and some of the weird ones came out of video games and I thought we could discuss it.
1: Yeah I'm excited to pick your brain about these because I know like you've got a mind for this stuff. Uh, for me I know the, the only ones I remember are ones that have musical cues which is why people invent jingles uh, because they stick in your brain and they have stuck in my brain for 20, 30 years, oftentimes. Uh, oftentimes. yeah, um, I, I, I mean back then. The only way you learned about new games was through television commercials. That's right. There was no internet. You weren't checking up on IGN. You weren't checking up on Kotaku. They did not exist. Uh, You got ads, and maybe if you were a real nerd, you got video game magazines. Like Electronic Gaming Monthly, or GamePro,
2: or Nintendo (laughs) Power.
1: Yeah. Steve and I used to trade uh, gaming magazines all through school, uh, from grade school to high school, just like, oh, you'd get EGM, I'd get Nintendo Power, I'd get Next Gen, we'd swap them out, and we'd learn about things and basically pay to be advertised to. But honestly, I think I'm
0: most excited about what you what you started with, which was jingles. I got to know. You said they stuck in there for 20, 30 years. Some oh, have for me too, but you go first. Let me know. Let's talk
1: advertising. Yeah, the first one that comes to mind and still comes to my brain about once a week is the ad for uh, the Nintendo cereal system.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: The Nintendo cereal system was a box of cereal that had two bags in it, and one bag was Super Mario Brothers cereal and the other was nice the Legend sure. of Zelda. Yeah. Um, And uh, the the, the commercial was kind of styled after the games that they were based on, but the the jingle I remember very clearly was, Nintendo Super Mario jumps, Nintendo. So they're taking the world, the the level one, two uh, theme from Mario and making it say Nintendo, and then just throwing in random words, but it's stuck in my brain. I can't believe you just said that because that is exactly where I was going to go too. <laughs> and the
0: thing that always bothered me about it is, one, two is dun-a, dun-a, dun-a. Yeah. Not dun done dun done dun not dun-dun-dun. But in the yeah. commercial, it was dun-dun-dun. So it always bothered me musically
1: that it didn't line
0: up perfectly.
1: Yeah, the, the, the marketers kind of took uh, some liberties with that one. Well, Super Mario Jump.
0: Yes. What is does <laughs> that even Super
1: saying? Mario Well, Jump. I think it's like in action, it's happening. I don't remember what the other ones were, but I'm sure Link swung a sword or something.
2: It was probably Super Mario, yeah, um, De- Nintendo, Super Mario, jump. Nintendo, Legend of Zelda, you swing a the sword.
1: <laughs> 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 they just kill the cadence together. You swing a sword and stuff, find <laughs> stuff. And
2: they also, like, they called Link Zelda back then or Legend of Zelda, which happened a lot,
1: unfortunately. Yes. That's true. Did you But ever, shove this sugar in your
0: face because it's ice cream, not ice cream, because it's cereal.
2: <laughs> did you ever eat the Nintendo cereal system? I did. And then my mom stopped buying it because she thought it was gross. Yep. Was it gross? Probably.
1: <laughs> but it was okay. Nintendo branded, so why would I ever turn it down? We had no tastes back then, uh, even less than we have now. <laughs> so, uh, we, I, I would have eaten anything. I mean, it had Mario on it. Yeah, I want to eat that. Oh,
0: yeah. You remember that Mario ice cream from the Ice Cream Man? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the eyes were bubble gum.
1: It's
2: a terrible ice
1: cream, Which is wasn't any ter- good, but I got
0: it every time until <laughs> Sonic came out.
2: Why not just make the balls of candy? Yeah. Why make So they, these were like, sh- like sherbet style ice pops, but the eyes were chewing gum, literally. You know what, and
0: honestly, that is another form of advertising, isn't it? Like making ice creams <laughs> and making like action figures and stuff like that. When all that falls under advertising for getting the game. Merchandising. Nich- Nintendo
2: pack from at McDonald's and Happy Meals. Oh, yeah, I got I all the Super Apple, Mario sure. series,
1: yeah. <laughs> Those were good. I especially remember, uh, I think it was when Mario 3 came out, they had a whole bunch. The, there was the one Mario that had, had Jump. Yeah, it the, yeah, was like the a spring one. Yep. How are we all remembering the We same remember thing? the spring <laughs> there, there was advertising. There you go. Good job, Nintendo yeah. and McDonald's. Mario. And those uh, are very expensive now. They're collector's items. Really? Yeah. I have Um, one in in my sister's
2: attic. I believe they go for hundreds of dollars in decent condition. Get it before she sees this podcast and sells it. Oh, my God. (laughs) So
0: other commercials and whatnot, um, that is awesome that we all just went that same direction. Like... It's either awesome or it's scary that Nintendo had its claws so far into us and like... Well, you're the marketing mark- guy. You should be a... Uh- it's true. I mean, I plot it. Yeah. <laughs> I plot it. That's amazing. I guess the Terry Leahy Films action figures and ice cream pops will be coming out very soon. Oh go. my God! Can we do a combo? Yes! So that would be great. <laughs> oh my God. The Terry Leahy Films flavor. It's a picture of my face. Just you know, what? we are working on merch now in general. Well, I we'll think that on. would be
1: that would be fun. Anything but bubble gum. We we this guy with bubblegum We are professional frozen frozen confection makers, and uh, I don't think we'd ever make anything quite as horrible as those pops. Like, why were you going to put a, a something that you can't swallow in the middle of an ice cream bar? True. Mm. And you have cold chewing gum. It doesn't work on either level. No. <laughs> so um, anyway,
0: in in addition to that, there was there was another uh, commercial that I remember that I definitely. I don't even know if I was alive for when it first came <laughs> out, but it's the original Mario Brothers uh, commercial.
1: It's the uh, the Atari The Atari one, right? Yeah.
0: Which also had a song that starts with Something's coming up the plumbing for Luigi's in a pine, giant turtle, something, something. It's probably playing now, which is great, so you can see it, but it always ended with And again, musically, it bothers me. Does everybody play some sort of instrument? You're a guitar player, yeah, I'm a guitar yeah. player. I played the trumpet for a little bit. Okay, so. From a pitch standpoint, we all understand what that is. And for whatever reason, the singer in that one went completely out of pitch. They went, Mario, where are you? (laughs) What is that? That's not on any sort of scale. And I don't know if the reason it was written that way was just so it sticks in your mind. Like I know, way off topic, Barry Manilow purposely wrote an ad out of key to stick in your mind for, it might have been McDonald's even, but I know that that happened. But my only thought is they did something similar
2: because it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading something recently about um, the Disney afternoon cartoon theme songs, all written in the same, with the same type of like, it's not pitch shifting, but like same type of like off pitch structure. Okay. Leah, Lin-Manuel Miranda of all people.
1: Analyze, to figure it out, my man. <laughs> <laughs> it was like from Duck to Tailspin to like Rescue Rangers, yeah. to like all right.
0: of them.
1: <ailed applause> <withdrah repeats> yeah, it always ends what on a pitch slightly down
2: from wherever it, the the up note is. It always ends slightly down. Yeah, they all had a crash, bam, so that you could show, and that you know that is. I mean, we I still
0: do that when I make ads and things like that. Is just when you hit a logo, you want a crash to kind of come at the same time. So that. I often wonder if my childhood, our childhood was pretty much manufactured
1: by marketing oh, executives. Absolutely, yeah, you go back and you look at it with not even a cynical eye, a realistic eye, and you're just like, wow, everything was sold to me.
0: Seriously, AMC, like Mad Men 2 could be what took place in the early 90s, late 80s. Like, I wanna know what those guys were thinking
1: on cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've already talked about um, how they basically manufactured a a war among school children. And that was all marketing. I mean, they just made us take allegiances and sides that would not have existed otherwise. No. It should not have existed because it was all, in retrospect, just- They sent children no. to war. <laughs> it's, it's straight Through the power terrible. of jingles and saucy uh, marsupials. And power gloves. Yeah, it's so bad. God, don't get me started on action figures, but that's for another time. <laughs> yeah. That's for Steve's other show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but- So commercials were kind of coming out for everything. Um, The Nintendo ones were very interesting, because they weren't always a TV commercial. Like I just said, the Power Glove was introduced through a freaking movie that had Fred Savage and Tobey Maguire in it called The Wizard. That is the first time anyone saw Mario 3, as well as the Power Glove. Like, it's a movie that had the dude from Home Improvement in it wearing the Power Glove. And he was like the villain that Tobey Maguire had to beat because he was good at Double Dragon. I'm sorry. I didn't even know Tobey Maguire was in that movie. He's the wizard. Really? Yeah. He's the little brother. He's the little brother. I've never noticed that. That's because you were too busy having marketing people put (laughs) stuff in your brain. Well, also to be fair, I never saw the movie. Okay, you should watch it because it is is interesting that the whole thing is a commercial. It's a giant commercial. And, you know, Nintendo has been burned before doing giant commercial things like the Super Mario Brothers movie we all know about. Um, But they're back. Super Mario, or Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios,
1: that, that could be an amazing thing. That could be, right. um, and that Paymoto is involved. Illumination is making a new Mario Brothers animated movie. Oh boy. Mm. Yeah. Is that
0: before or after Mega Man?
1: Uh, Mega
0: Man's coming out, isn't
1: it? Mega Man, uh, a, a live action, a television, not live action, an animated television show is coming out. Well, well, well a, a movie's also, it was being
2: worked on by, oh, really? by Fox. And it was part of the deal with Disney. Right. So now, the last I heard of is that Disney has it now, which means good things, possibly, if they take it into their internal animation studio. True. But if they don't, it could spell disaster.
0: Well, Tim Miller from Deadpool uh, is going into a Terminator movie with, uh, with James Cameron, but his next thing after that is Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog.
2: Yeah. Live action movie with animated Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Live action
2: so think about it, they're still doing it. They're still doing it, like, this is a commercial with the same
0: characters
1: 25 <laughs> years later, <laughs> 30 years <So> later. <laughs> they're just that effective that they're just maintaining this hope through our entire lifespan.
2: Yeah, because they know we're gonna have kids we're and we're gonna okay. want to see this movie with our kids and share with them. Our memories of being marketed I mean, it, to... It's
1: why they're on, like, the third iteration of Ninja Turtles. Like, that's still a thing. It's true. Introduced in the late 80s, and then we glommed onto it, and now we've raised children, and they're like, you should watch Ninja Turtles too. You should like everything I like, little kid. Um, it's kind of terrifying. Yep, now I'm getting a little paranoid.
0: But at the same time, um, from, with my let me put my marketing hat on real quick. Um, this is kind of how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to... Anybody can make a 30 second ad that is just someone standing there and saying their thing. When you think outside the box from a marketing standpoint, that's when stuff happens. When you make immersive experiences um, or you really put your all into, uh, into a product in its other areas. I mean, that Mario Super Show meant a lot to me and they, they put in a decent amount of work on that. I mean, it, it stuck. There was a live action part as well as the cartoon part. And then there was the Sonic series. I mean, all of these characters that I care so much, they all got Mickey Moused. You know, d- someone was paying attention to the beauty of what that is. And for me, Nintendo especially, um, they treat their characters with a lot of respect. Rare, on the other hand. Then you get a Donkey Kong Country cartoon <laughs> that nobody sees. But it is, that is a form of marketing. It's just kind of, uh, you know, giving a shit about whatever iteration you're taking it in. Ultimately, you're still trying to sell video games. But when you take it somewhere else and treat it with a little bit of love, that's what you're supposed to do. People respond to things that are made with love.
1: Yeah, things that are, that are well-made uh, totally make sense. Um, it just... I, it, when you tell about thinking out of the box, it gets me thinking like of that early console war uh, Sega ads, And every Sega ad ended the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, you remember how every Sega ad ended. Yeah, and it ended... Uh, Sega,
2: Nintendo, friends forever, yes. buy both of our consoles and we'll never argue about which one you should buy them. No,
1: it was, Sega does with Nintendo. Well, that was one of the ads, but and I was like, Sega. yeah, the Sega Scream yes. was was the whole the whole calling call. call. Sega. Sega! Every time, and I, as a Nintendo person, I was like, that's a call to war, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, but then you fire on a Sega for the first time and it's there.
0: But Sega! It, yeah,
1: you don't get the Scream,
2: I get a nice harmonic little, like, Doublet or whatever. It's they called. still
1: do that to this day in some games. Uh, I know uh, sure Puyo Puyo Tetris came out and it starts with the Sega. Does just, it really? Yeah. Bayonetta three.
2: Awesome. If it doesn't start with a Sega it's sung by Bayonetta, then I'm gonna not buy it. <laughs> I won't buy it, but I won't buy it. <laughs>
0: honestly, honestly, I I, I I probably will make ads that are just a green screen and and one bar coming down and just ding, yeah. just like the classic Nintendo. I mean. There's so much you can, you can do, and there's so much that they did, but they certainly didn't do it the way I would, especially when we got into the Super Nintendo days. Things got weird. I don't know who had that advertising account, but it got dark, man. Steve actually tells a great story
2: <laughs> uh, about the, um, the Yoshi's Island yes. commercial. <laughs> so our, our, This is the one commercial from back in those days that always stuck visually in my mind. Um, like, I can see it on the TV right now. It was so disturbing. Yeah. yeah that's the for word. me? Yeah. So it was Yoshi's Island, uh, little clips of footage of Yoshi's Island, but not very much. You couldn't see much of the gameplay. You see the kind of the art style. It's like kind of pastel like.
1: It's a beautiful art. game. One it of the best games ever
2: made. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. On Super Nintendo. And me was intercut with this really big fat guy sitting like at a table with a napkin that barely covers his chin. And he's just like eating a bunch of food as they're showing like, these clips of Yoshi. And the clips are getting more and more like manic. Every time they cut to him and the guy's eating more and more food and then they show him sated, he leans back, his belly's huge and stick it out and then I think he burps and at the same time his belly explodes and they show the TV which was showing Yoshi's Island clips now covered in green slime.
0: By the way, showing clips as if it was shot by David Fincher, like the way David Fincher would shoot
2: a TV. Off kilter and like shaking sometimes, the color mix was
1: off. It was ridiculous and crazy. He might have done it. (laughs) I <laughs> like it's at that level. It's the of out of, realm of possibility, yes. Yeah. But yeah. It, felt, it felt kind of like um, Nintendo was trying to recapture that edginess that Sega was stealing from they them. They went way off the edge. Oh, though. way off the edge. Hundred percent. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. So like Nintendo was at the time like, oh, that's the kitty console, and it was a kitty game. I mean, it's a game about cartoon dinosaurs uh, collecting hearts and flowers and loving each other. And the story of that game and how they made it and how they wanted such
0: love to be kind of painted on it, like it. It was the beginning. I mean, it's the first game I remember that kind of looks like something from a child's dream. You know, like it looks like it was made with crayons and things like that. Uh, but boy, that marketing campaign, Woo, and right. it kept going. I remember they did something similar. I can't remember exactly what it is, but for certainly for uh, Diddy's Conquest, Donkey Kong Country 2 had something similar. And then after the Super Mario RPG, my all-time favorite game, uh, their ad was very strange and in kind of like poor taste. It was a little boy who was at like seeing his grandfather who was in the old folks' home, but it was like shot like it was a mental asylum. And he's talking about how Smithy the sword came down and crashed (laughs) through and wow, and Mario had to be there. And it just looks like like the internal monologue of a crazy person going on on the outside. And meanwhile, they're showing this magical looking footage from a Super Nintendo game. We weren't even in the realm of where you could make something look disturbing. It had to look like this. Yep,
1: yep. And yet, it's paired with like this David Fincher-esque insanity. But hey, it sticks with me. It sticks with you in a horrible way. I mean, uh, I feel like Sony kind of took the ball with that, and they, they uh, right off the bat, like they got weirder and less weird and weirder. But um, I remember specifically that you are not ready. Like and E? Yeah, it was. This is the word "ready." E. It was yeah. an E. It was that you was are not, red. and it was an E that was red. But uh, they were all very, you know, Finchian-esque sort of shots. And um, we uh,
2: keep throwing out his name. I'm gonna check the scene of David Fincher's. <laughs> yeah, let's check.
1: But then um, the, there was. Did music videos at that time. The one that's most infamous, I think, is goes all the way to the PlayStation 3, where they had the crying baby in a room <laughs> with. Creepy spider oh, yeah. legs coming out, and like the baby was like moving its heads in weird, in weird directions, and Ew. black goo was coming out sometimes, and not other times. And then it was like PlayStation Three is thinking. Oh, you! I remember. It's I warming. remember. Yeah,
0: it is scary. It didn't
1: make anyone want to buy a video game console.
0: I do have to throw it to Sony though, because they did something, and I hope I'm right about this. They did something that I had never ever seen before. I remember going to see Godzilla the movie.
1: 1998.
0: <laughs> oh, 1998. Okay. 1998, and uh, in it, in the opening, in the opening of it, you see Midgar from Final Fantasy VII, and you see Cloud on a motorcycle, and it was the first time I'd ever seen anything on a screen that big that was about video games. Like this was the biggest ad blitz I'd ever seen, and it was for Final Fantasy VII, and they were showing off how good it looked. And basically, I think the ad campaign was something around the long lines of. Something that looks this good has to be presented in theaters. Like it was a theater-made commercial for Final Fantasy VII, and it did look great. But if you go back,
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll say it was just hilarious to me saying this because just last episode we were talking about how poorly it aged. But
0: <laughs> it looks like garbage, but like,
1: but it's way better on a screen. I was in going moment, to see Godzilla '98. <laughs> yeah, and like in the moment, it did look really good. This was where the the uh, the star of the soundtrack was Puff Daddy, not PD. Puff Daddy. Da, 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 yeah, before, before before he changed his name. Do, 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 Come sh- with me. Do, 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 it's a terrible song. That's and a great music video. It's a great video, yeah. Was, was, <laughs> watch
2: that music yeah, video. It's Puff Daddy and, was it Roger, uh, Robert
1: Page? Yeah, uh, well, the dude the from- Plans. Jimmy Robert, Page? Robert, no, Plant. Robert Plant. Robert it, Plant. It was Puff Daddy and Robert Plant.
2: No, Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page, because Robert Plant was dead by the way. No, 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 no. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are still alive. Oh, okay. So Led Zeppelin guy. One of the members of Led Zeppelin- like wrote the song and performed the song with Puff Day.
0: and an orchestra. That's how yeah. they got it. Do okay. do then do. it was Rubberband. Yeah, okay.
2: Do do. Yeah, he, he's in the video, which also has clips of Godzilla. Hear no my cries. Hear my calls. All these hoes stepping on my toes one point come the, with me.
1: <laughs> At
2: one point in the video, he's in an elevator and shoots up through the top of a building and explodes into white doves. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, we went back and watched it recently, and it's so
2: funny.
0: Check out our other podcast where we just talk about 90s music videos, by the way. It doesn't exist yet, but it will after this. <laughs> it's
1: called Tubby Talk Extreme. Yeah, um, marketing was nuts, and it, I, I mean, it just linked in your brain. It's funny, though, you were talking about how um, they were kind of Mickey Mouse-ifying these mascot characters. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I think during our childhood, they actually did a better job than Disney did with Mickey Mouse himself. Because Especially with Mickey, yeah. Yeah, Mickey didn't do much in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, no, we
0: had reruns of the stuff from the 50s and the 70s.
1: Right, and that's you, you had some context. You knew who Mickey Mouse was, but you didn't... Like, love Mickey Mouse, like Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog or even Crash Bandicoot. I mean, guys, <laughs> you think of your stuffed animals. I know for me, I had
0: a Mario and a Luigi. I didn't have a Mickey Mouse.
1: Right. And I love, most of my exposure to like Mickey Mouse was going to the parks. I'm like, oh, I love, you know, Mickey Mouse is great. Um, they are sort of rectifying that now because there's a lot of early ed- childhood education stuff based on Mickey Mouse yes. being shoved at children now. And uh, they're kind of, really nailing that early market so that you can grow with them. So that nostalgia seed is planted like it was with us, with video games. Minnie
2: has nieces or something now that hang out with her. It was weird, I saw it this weekend.
1: Yeah, I was like, there's two little
2: Minnie mice. I guess they're her children. And my niece is like, no, they're her
1: nieces. As uh, the the father of two girls, I've seen a lot of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. (laughs) Um, I'm sure any parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And uh, yeah, I think, nailing them early is a really smart move. Like, if you want to take something multi-generational, get them young. Yeah, Nintendo did it. Like, that.
0: The, we are proof that it kind of works. That if you introduce a concept and then, you know, make him into a cartoon that's that's not a bad cartoon that's a cartoon you're excited for that has to do with the game or
2: make him into a movie which is a very bad movie but yet yeah, we're bad? still talking about it to this day that's not the only company
0: who did that final fantasy the spirit within you remember that with yeah i was, that was blown away by, by that, it. that movie was, at the time it,
2: visually it was amazing was
0: that an, a, and it probably was supposed to be an ad what no no, it, no
1: it, it's for a brand new story though yeah it didn't, it didn't I, tie into any game directly it, it, def- no. it
2: definitely did not tie into this any of the previous
1: games why which did was they a call weird a decision final well why do they call any subsequent final fantasy final fantasy like they that's true they really show no finality is there <laughs> like the only constant is that there's going to be a character named sid who will probably be an engineer of some kind true and there's going to be probably a vix and a wedge who will be expendable foot soldiers and that's about it maybe there's moogles sometimes moguls yeah. and chocobos by the way
0: Hello, there's your, there's your Mickey Mouse.
1: Let's start getting in on the mogs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Moogles, uh, which I first remember um, from Final, our Final Fantasy III, which is actually Final Fantasy VI. Six. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> very well, out. very well done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. if I actually didn't play. I did play Final Fantasy II. Um, I don't, American Two. American
2: Two. yeah. I don't think they're in. I only played the first half of Japan, too, but they weren't in it.
1: Yeah. I don't think.
2: Uh, but, I, I
0: know they're on a DS right now.
1: Moogles were adorable. They served the same purpose as your standard uh, Ewok or your... (laughs) Or your your Chows from Sonic Adventure. Wow. (laughs) Deep cut. (laughs) Uh, And then they brought, uh, yeah, the Chows, man. That was like Tamagotchi mixed with the Dreamcast. I mean, yeah,
0: the, the Chows were absolutely a marketing ploy to try and get into the nano pet mobile game Tamagotchi market absolutely that's exactly why that thing was in the Dreamcast.
2: If you just Look had right. to buy a Dreamcast yeah. to use it then hey better for Sega right? It didn't yeah.
1: work.
2: Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> didn't work at all.
1: It was uh, thinking about I, I forgot about that element of the Dreamcast so the Dreamcast had a modem built-in it had large capacity CDs it had uh, the VMU <laughs> it had all these
2: things. He might have had an ad ed- where they were showing that Dreamcast used uh, GD ROMs, not even CD ROMs, but GD ROMs versus the N64's cartridges and tried to make a thing out of it. That was like at the end of the war where Sega was already losing
1: handily and they were trying, like, they were going down kicking and screaming. Maybe the reason we can't remember it is part of the reason it didn't work. That's a good point. Like, I mean, I'm trying, like, I know there were advertisements for it and I, I vaguely remember Crazy Taxi on television. Now, now, I don't
0: remember a Nintendo 64 ad. I don't remember Super Mario sixty four ad. I really don't. remember. Maybe they just assumed we all were gonna get it. I well, mean, I, I, why I was, never, was it such? Maybe, a maybe our
2: brains were more developed by then, so they weren't as as, uh, as moldable and plastic. Yeah. You know what
0: else was? There were still department stores during this time sending out catalogs that were like the thing you looked at. You know, when you're looking for Christmas presents or anything like that. You know, we didn't have the internet. Yep. So that, that's probably, like, it, it was also a time where there just
2: wasn't stuff in your face all the time. Yeah. Because um, everything was, all the air were
1: taken up with Dawson's Creek. I feel like though, that was probably. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> That era was uh, still a time when things were pretty weird in marketing, yeah. like, and perhaps not as memorable. I remember the, the one N64 ad I do remember is for Super Smash Brothers, the original. Yeah. Where it had right, all yeah. of the mascots running oh. through a meadow, and then they started punching each other, Donkey Kong and Yoshi <laughs> that and sounds Mario. like an awesome commercial. Yeah, I never yeah, saw it, that.
2: that. And you, you and think, me. Yeah. Oh, that
1: one. Yeah, and all of a sudden. Now I remember. think all of
2: a sudden. See, the Donkey music, Kong the music leans in. brought it
0: back to the forefront of my memory. Either Donkey Kong or Yoshi just suddenly leans in and just decks Mario like right yeah. in the gut or something like that, and that's how it starts. Which is a perfect representation of that game. It's silly, it's fun, but it's also nostalgic, and there's something to kind of be said for for all that. That's a great ad. I just, I can remember that now. Yeah. The one I really liked was Super Mario Sunshine had an ad and it had this song in it and we're not going to be able to find it because I've looked for years. <laughs> but it, it was like this guy was like, Mario is going on vacation and it was like an island guy. It sounded like Sebastian from The Little Mermaid was doing it but there's a song in the background like, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, oh, like just this fun little happy song. And uh, he's running around, and then we got the game, and uh, we cleaned an island. (laughs) Yeah. And I had a blast doing it. I know I'm throwing
1: that under the bus, but that's just because I'm trying to be cool. I actually really like the game. Yeah, the game was good. Um, It was not quite finished feeling, and it was hard. It's probably the hardest 3D Mario game.
0: And Bowser talked. Yeah. It's the only time he ever talked.
1: That was... uh, In full sentences. It was very strange because uh, Bowser implied very early on in that game that... Peach was Bowser Jr.'s mother. Yeah, Mama. that was the Peach. plot. It was like Mama Peach, and so it's like you gotta capture Mama Peach so that she can raise you. And it was, yeah. and then I was like, Did, oh, is this true? This is getting gross. It sounds like some
2: straight up Bowser propaganda, though.
1: Yeah, he would tell his son that, and he, it, it, and and the end, it is revealed that it was a lie. But why would he lie to his son like that? Because he's, he's Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh I man, speaking, speaking of yeah, fully just, talking, speaking of full sentences by
2: Nintendo villains which should not be oh, yeah. should not be done um, Wario had a, there was a commercial for Mario Land 2 6 golden coins on the Game Boy the first time that Wario was ever yeah, introduced to the character yeah he, he, he was, a was he, he was the antagonist of that game and the commercial was just a like a, like pinwheel spiral like a hypno anim- yeah, spiral, like animation in the background, and Wario's face, which is like super, like super extreme as always, very stylized. well animated. Very yes. well animated, and he's just his face is just spreading propaganda lies about Mario. Yeah, he's like,
1: I am Wario. Wario and you must
2: kill Mario. You must stop Mario. Mario is evil. So, yeah. yeah. Help Wario. Stop Mario.
0: And yeah. then Game intercut with Game Boy ads were great. You remember the Kirby yeah. one? Yes, Kirby 1, there's this giant muscle man with like a gun and whatnot, it's oh, like, yeah. this is so-and-so, he's an action star. This is Kirby! He's an adorable white <laughs> puffball <laughs> because he was white at the time. And it ends with him eating him and like getting the sunglasses, yeah. or- which I always thought was like, ooh, are they telegraphing the power-up years before he had the copy ability? No, he just takes them, I was wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just takes the glasses and puts them on, but he's a cute little thing. Yeah, Game Boy ads were great. Uh, Metroid? I think the, I think Metroid Two had an ad that oh, I kind of yeah. remember. Yeah,
1: Return of Samus. Super Metroid
0: had a lot had. No, you know what it was? It was Metroid Prime had Olivia Wilde playing Samus. Oh wow! Was before it she had what? Really what? Come out, yeah. it's what? Olivia Wilde. Yeah, she's <laughs> walking around. She like gets down and who She must have been pretty young up. at that
1: point. Yeah. Uh, and, and that brings Game Boy brings another musical uh, one back to mind. Is the uh, the, the ad for uh, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy? Do you remember that one? It was a wrap. Oh God, no, I don't. And it was—it was actually a—it was a competent rap. As soon as you start singing, singing it album. Uh, but albums. yeah, it was—it uh, was shot in a, a big room with giant columns, and they had projectors, projectors of the game, and that were being superimposed. And there was a dude who was rapping, and he was like, I'm the, "You're the man with the plan and the powers." Oh and uh, and yeah, this z- is z- Zelda. <laughs> yes, I do remember this now. This is z- <laughs> z- z- Zelda. Every time, <laughs> it's great. And I remember as a kid, I was like I was actually like, "This is kind of cool.
0: It's kind of cool." Do you remember the Super Game Boy ad?
1: Uh, I do. Yes. It was.
0: I think it was shot kind of in the same style. Again, like we, we're all Dutch angles, yes, kind of looking at stuff. But there's like this giant Donkey Kong, you know, being broadcast on a wall. I think they had a projector or something like that. But then they showed Link's Awakening in color, yes. which was one of the games that was specifically designed for. And Wario Land 3 actually yeah. to get everybody kind of involved. That's
2: pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Land 3 Party. colon Wario Land which was the reason I bought a Game Boy Color and I bought that game and it was amazing. Yeah, it was. And then somebody stole my Game Boy Color and I could never finish it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> also, all my Pokemon were gone, first generation. Oh, Pokemon uh, Blue.
1: I don't remember that ad. A Pokemon, yeah. Uh, well, the ad was the cartoon show.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> Pokemon, gotta catch your ball.
1: Which was very effective.
0: Uh, that I whole thing. I wonder who all that, that, does that come from Nintendo? Do you think they're the ones who Say, we're coming out with this game, so we also got to make a series and a manga and this, that, that, It was a
1: separate company. Like, it was developed by a company called Game Freak. And there is actually a separate company from Nintendo called the Pokemon Company, which Nintendo is a majority stakeholder in, I believe, but it's still separate. And uh, they basically, like, they, I think from Japan, just manufacture. they're used to manufacturing properties there. Like, there will be a manga and an anime and a video game. And they will all come out and kids will love it. And uh, that's kind of a process that's repeated through a lot of really famous stuff, and they did that with, with Pokemon.
2: Yeah.
1: And as, as a
2: quick aside, um, I actually just found out that that started with, was it either Transformers or G.I. Joe? So the American licensee of the toy, yeah, it, was, it was Transformers. American licensee, uh, Marvel at um, Hasbro at the time, got Marvel to make a backstory. And then that was a backstory that Japan went with for the animes, animated animated series and manga that they've created of Transformers since then. So that was actually created by an American and brought back to Japan. Because before then, they did a lot of mangas into toys, or they just had toys. Yeah. But it, So it was weird that because of Transformers, we got a Pokemon cartoon simultaneous with the game, that ca- both the game and the cartoon captured many people's imaginations
1: and hearts. I, I remember, I'm still very impressed with the Pokemon anime because it tied in directly to the game. Uh, they, they would explain the mechanics of the game through plot points. And it was like... Oh my
0: god, you're right! They'd be like,
1: oh, Slash. he doesn't like water attacks. So the, the plot point is learning to use a water Pokemon against the, the sand Pokemon. Well, remember, and that thing was so popular that they had to
0: release a Pokemon Yellow that was just like the show. Yes.
2: I mean, that is incredible! And they're releasing new Pokemon um, games in um, fall 2018.
1: All the time. Which
2: are are based off of the art style of the show and also off of Pokemon Go, so you get a little Pokemon following you around, either Pikachu or Eevee, because Pikachu is still super popular, and you throw Pokeballs at things.
0: That is where I wanted to go next, though, with Pokemon. Pokemon Go was genius, (laughs) both in itself being a marketing thing for future games and getting people hooked that weren't, but also, I remember when they dropped that ad for Pokemon Go, it, and I feel maybe just nothing else happened on that news day, but I remember that it was huge. And there were all of these people involved running into Times Square to all together fight a giant Mewtwo, and I just remember like, like I was about to tear up watching this thing. I'm like, oh my god, that's like fifth grade Terry's dream. <laughs> yeah. You know, wh- like wow, this is incredible. They're um, still and, playing it. And that's how they do it, I mean, that's the thing. when you If you make an ad and it has an effect, like an actual effect like that. And I know you're just kind of playing on nostalgia and things like that, but it is a powerful tool and it sure as hell works on me every time for Nintendo properties. It just, and it always will. If they keep using those same characters, it's going to punch me in the gut every single time if they do it with um, a level of excitement, a level of... excitement and
2: competence and just like drive to want to make a good product and not just to have a cash-in, because you could easily, very easily do a cash-in. Again, Super Mario Brothers movie, I hate to drag that movie through the mud so much. But also there was like, in the 90s alone, um, movie uh, movies based off of video game properties exploded in the early 90s, like Double Dragon, and
0: <laughs> Scott Wolf's
2: Double Dragon. <laughs> Again, all these terrible, terrible movies, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, right? Yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation where watching the movies, if you don't know anything about the games, are terrible, Street Fighter the movie, are terrible advertisements for the game. But if you love the games, you could use the game as an advertisement for the movie because you don't know what the movie is before you see it. Especially as a kid, you're just, you see a trailer and that's it. But you're like, oh, I wanna, you have all these things running through your head, these images you're gonna see. And we pay for the movie, you don't see it, but you've already paid for it, so the movie done its job. And by the way, Nintendo really learned that lesson. Like, after
0: that didn't work out, that grip on their properties came way in, and they are just now, 35 years later, beginning to loosen up a bit, yeah. talk about licensing. And probably a lot of that has to do with the success Disney has had with Marvel and treating it properly. Um, and the but they're starting to loosen the grip. With
2: Resident Evil. <laughs>
1: It's a lot of movies. Is that
0: the, wait, is that the big that has to be? There can't be more movies for any other video game property than were yeah, Evil. Like these are mainstream films. Of movies.
1: Yeah. You know now that you mention it? Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> million that's hundreds of millions of dollars that have gone into all these and those are essentially ads. Wow.
1: <laughs> Even though they have basically nothing to do with the video games. The
0: first one had nothing to do with the video game. There were zombies. Do you remember the, it was like, I, I remember a preview or something. Or no, no, it was an episode where suddenly Jill shows up in her outfit from Resident Evil 5. But yeah. nowhere in the movie series did they have any reason for that to happen. just You played the games, right? Okay, here she is. Like, that's, oh, those <laughs> movies are trash. <laughs> I hate speaking about. Those start
2: movies.
1: I can't. To
0: to <laughs> oh,
2: it's so bad. So bad. The same team's making a Monster Hunter movie. Yeah,
1: more boy. Capcom they, fun.
2: They had the license before Monster Hunter World blew up, though.
1: They
2: do. So, we'll ha- wait, it'll be, you know, wait to be seen how.
1: going to be Mila Jovovovich again? Yeah, so it's Paul uh, W.S. Anderson. And
2: they don't have the team's wife, Mila Jovovich. That they're going to do it on the tiny budget that he uses for his movies, because they're tech shelters. Well, they did Monster. <laughs> ra-
1: <laughs> they did Monster Rancher. That was an animated movie, was, though, right? an animated series. Oh, I didn't know that that was a show. Oh, yeah, there was a show. You're yeah, in for a treat. Get on, on the YouTube's.
2: Is. There was also Digimon, which I don't. Th- I think Digimon preceded the Digimon games. I'm not. Sh- I don't. Th- it was on PlayStation, yeah, so maybe it. not. But they were. It was very much a
1: reaction to Pokemon's oh, animated absolutely. series. Absolutely. It used the same suffix as Pokemon. Mon. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I'm a specific. I
2: don't know if the Digimon game came before the Digimon. Well, Digimon had- was too. like
1: a Tamagotchi. Originally, okay. I okay. think. And it was all, I mean, or again. A dreamcast. What, what, they, they tied the Pokemon also into the card game, which was huge, possibly bigger than the video game. Yeah. And Digimon was also a card game. Okay, maybe that's what it was. They
0: should teach that at Harvard. Like, how, like, Pokemon's marketing strategy should be taught in classes, because it's genius. It really is. Why why are 40 somethings playing this game still? And why are four year olds? wanting to get in right away that's a huge gap of people that suddenly want to be in this game
1: like it's just genius i don't know why this damn stock won't go up <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo? you mean specifically yeah yeah uh well it's been doing a lot better than it was true uh but yeah pokemon is amazing and my daughter's playing it my six-year-old daughter has been playing it she started when she was four playing mainline we're, we're not going any of the trash yet mainline pokemon uh <laughs> But uh, she's into it, and then she started watching the anime. And what's funny is on Netflix, she's not watching the latest iteration. She's watching the original. Well, Episode well. 1, they start you with. They're like, Episode 1, Ash Meets Pikachu. Aww. So she knows the story of the same Pokemon that we Well, grew get up. her
0: Pokemon Snap. She'll have a great time.
1: <laughs> Pokemon Snap, that's one I think you could do a great new version of that game. Did you play Pokemon Snap? Of course I did. You have to um, throw things at certain times to make certain ones Why do you think out. he's you a, a photographer now? Right, I mean, you got graded based on how well uh, you framed the photos, which was pretty cool. I mean, that, that, that's a game that has a cult following. Did you have to follow the golden ratio to get the highest score? That's <laughs> funny to me, probably
0: not to them, but <laughs> I really appreciated that.
1: <laughs> it was not far off from that, though. It would be like, the subject must be like, take Two up this third percentage. Of the, yeah. Area, yeah. You can be too close, you can be too far. Um... Yeah, it was good. If you got two of them in one, and like one's bigger and one's smaller, and one's in the distance, there's like money shot. So let's talk about some killer,
0: killer commercials. Um, Like some of your kind of favorite commercials that you remember from from any game of any system. Um, The God of War one, the latest one for that even was phenomenal. I remember seeing that and like being taken aback. Cause the way they, they don't say it's God of War until much later in the trailer. And then you see him with the beard and whatnot, it's a reveal and it's like a freaking superhero reveal. Like I remember like, cause they show it at the big conferences and I, you know, they're audible cheers. And I think uh, to me, that's the best looking game I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like as far as just graphics and whatnot. And they could absolutely have shown that in front of a movie movie screen just like they did with Final Fantasy back in the day and I would have been just as surprised. The other one that I really, really enjoyed was the Mario Rabbids commercial. (laughs) I like the weird stuff, it's fun and it really, really made me happy.
1: The one that uh, sticks out to me going back again, uh, the Mario 3 ad where it shows people wearing colorful t-shirts in a city chanting, Mario, Mario, and then you see them in a field. They go, Mario, and then they're on a mountain, and they're like, Mario, and it zooms out. And the entire country is a giant Mario face, because people yeah. with different colored t-shirts are making up Mario's head. <laughs> and it's just like, the world loves Mario. And still um, does? They should remake
2: that. <laughs> but for real this time, not any kind yeah. of digital yeah. trickery. <laughs> just for real. Everybody <laughs> wear colored shirts. A cast of two billion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, a little a little off-kilter, because um, I don't watch a lot of commercial TV anymore. I'm not trying to brag or anything. I just realized no, I no, don't. Nobody does. I'm that thinking, is. I'm like, where do I see commercials besides clips on YouTube or like E3? But I was thinking, one, some really effective ads for video games nowadays or is um, Conan O'Brien's Clueless Gamer oh, segment yeah. on, it, on Conan, um, where they, um, they are a lot more blatant about the promotional consideration now, but before it was just, hey, here's a game that's, either popular now or come or just come out let's have conan a guy who never grew up playing video games play these video games and make fun of them
1: have you seen those yeah
0: it's it's a smart thing there's one with bill Hader that i think was god of war four
2: with bill Hader, that's really really funny it's great i mean marketing can be anything yeah and like the one that stuck out to me the most was for tomb raider the the reboot they made a couple years ago where he was playing it and he kept dying like all the death scenes were like pretty like gruesome and they're, they're not the type of thing you would see on, like, network TV during a commercial, or even cable. But since he's a late-night show on yeah. cable, he's allowed to show more. Th- but he just, showed, he just kept dying over and over again. And just the fact that he was, like, you could see him get better at the game, learn how the game works. That's why he doesn't play games very often. Yeah, you know, whether it's real or not, I don't know. I get the sense he doesn't play games. He's too cool for that. <laughs> but um, you, you could just see, like, it showed off a lot of the game and a lot of the care that was put into the game, even for those gruesome death scenes, because they knew they were going to happen, they wanted to make them a little dynamic. Like, it was never the same, she never fell off the uh, waterfall and died the same way twice. or didn't get to that point twice. But it was just like, that was a real good indication of what type of game this is when played by somebody who's bad at it. Now, you're good, you try it and avoid this. I don't know. It, Like, I I wasn't interested in the game before I saw that clip. You're right. And then after I saw the clip, I was like, oh, it's not just Uncharted. And I played it and it was much better than
1: Uncharted. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I mean, whether it's like a a super weird David Fincher
2: uh, style commercial. (laughs) We we keep bringing up David Fincher. I just looked, he hasn't done any video game commercials. (laughs) He did some Gap and Nike commercials though, that were off-culture. And clearly
0: whoever made this modeled it after that. But yeah, those weird Super Nintendo commercials, you had Nintendo Power, a magazine that was telling us kinda of what to buy. You had movies that were telling us what to get, toys, cartoon series, like all this stuff is under the sun of you know, is in the is in the universe of, of marketing. And and these guys think outside the box, man.
2: We didn't even touch on the uh the Burger King game for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> like sneak King. And there was Big Bumpin. Big Bumpin was like the cart racer, like Bumper, bumper Cars game. Yeah. The game
1: is the ad in those that case. It, wow, yeah.
0: There's just a bunch you can do. And uh, you know, it's a cool field for me to be in, especially seeing those kinds of things happen and realizing like it doesn't have to be just a 30 second spot. It doesn't have to be just a marketing blitz or a PR statement. You can do all of these interesting and cool things and it extends everywhere. And like video games, to me, maybe it's just because I love them so much, have done just an incredible job with that. And we're still Mario heads. At the end of the day, we're still Nintendo guys and Sega guys. And anytime time we see those characters, it's going to be a big deal.
1: Program from a young age.
0: So like it, hate it, it's happening. So deal with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching another episode of Tubby Talk. I am Terry from Terry Lakey Films. The boys. And I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And we're at Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory. We hope you guys come in, eat ice cream, talk to these guys, and uh, let us know what your favorite ads are. If you're watching on Facebook, you know, like or just talk about it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and put in those links, man. We want to see some of those ads that meant a lot to you. All right.
1: Bye-bye.